You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, star-spangled starlets at Starboard, starving for starfruit starbursts. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 258, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your probing pros, prone to protrusions, prognosticating programs pro bono. I'm Colin. And I'm Chris. All right, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz! Hot shot! Oh... Here we go. Something different. Here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card, and you guys have your barnyard buzzers buzzing with the answers. This is Trivial Pursuit music singles. Music? Okay. So, like, they're unmarried? (laughs) Here we go. Blue Edge, what is the full name of KC of KC and the Sunshine Band? Oh, great. Great question. Wonderful question. Great I question. Don't know. Here's Incredible a hint. Question. Oh, okay. It's uh, not, the initials aren't like K and C. Oh. This person's okay. name. All right. So you either know it oh. or you don't. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. I do not know. KC Jones or something like that? Oh, I see. Like KC. KC. Yeah, yeah. A full name is Harry Wayne Casey. Ah, okay. Oh, all right. That's, okay. All right. So yeah, so you were like, on the right track there, Chris. Very, very serial killerish, and I can see why he changed it. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. it's a triple firsty, right, Karen? Doesn't it is count? a triple firsty. Harry Wayne ding. Casey. <laughs> yeah. Got a little sound effect that plays when you we have a triple firsty. Uh, Peak wedge. What John Lennon song did radio mogul Clear Channel suggest that its station avoid playing after the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on the U.S.? Chris. Imagine. It was Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I remember this. Yep. Yep. Yellow Edge. What pop veteran won a Grammy for Record of the Year in 1994? (laughs) Wind Beneath My Wings. Chris. Bat Midler. Bat Midler. Bonus question that's not on this card, but in my brain. Uh-huh. What film did that song? Beaches. Yes. Beaches. Beaches. <laughs> that film was a phenomenon. I, I mean, I know I'm a yes. little bit older than you guys, but I, I remember like you could not escape that movie Beaches oh. like at one point there. Yeah. Have you actually watched it though? I <laughs> probably saw it like okay. on an airplane it's or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Big tearjerker. A great song, great movie. Here we go, Purple Wedge. What type of emotionally charged American-born music does rock and roll hail from? Um Chris. Rhythm and Blues had a baby, and that baby was rock and roll. <laughs> it is the blues. The, oh, the really? blues. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, I'm going to give it to myself. You like to do that. Mm. I do. Point for well, me. I'm right. It did grow out of rhythm and blues, <laughs> but okay. Green Wedge, who is the queen of soul? Colin. <laughs> that is Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Uh, last question on this card. What Prince song was a 1990 hit for Sinead O'Connor? Destiny Power. 
uh, Colin. That is nothing compares to you. <laughs> yes. 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 Thank you. You you said it in such I, a way that you can hear <laughs> as it's a number and a letter. You can hear the number and the letter. Nothing like compares to, to you. you. <laughs> that was kind of easy. Let's do another card here. Mm-hmm. I have random. Uh, which one? All right. Uh, this one. Genus 4, Trivial Pursuit, Blue Edge. Blue Edge or Geography, where in Massachusetts is the only island, county, and town in the U.S. that share the same name? Chris. Oh, Martha's Vineyard. Mm. No, it's, I was going to say, you know, I was going to say Cape Cod, but I'm like, no, wait, that's a Cape. That's not an mm. island. In Massachusetts, an None island. None of those. Island, mm. county, and a town. It has to be an island. county, town. Martha Vineyard is a pretty good guess, Chris. I don't right? know. I, can, I don't know if I can top that. It is. I only know it from a beverage called Nantucket Nectars. Oh, uh, oh, Nantucket. 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 Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. You remember okay. those drinks? Oh yeah. With yeah, the scenic yeah. like fishing town on the yeah. on the label. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink Wedge Arts and Entertainment. Who once asked Cindy Bear, "What's on your mind?" As if it isn't obvious. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Colin. Yogi Bear. It is Yogi Bear. Okay. All right. Oh, oh, I couldn't I couldn't remember if that was one of his his girlfriend or not. Yellow Edge. What Harry Callahan line did Ronald Reagan invoke to tax increasers? Oh my Yeah. Oh yeah, okay, okay, okay. Colin. Uh, are they just looking for make my day? Go ahead. Go ahead, make, make my day. Make my right. day. All right. Yes. All right. Harry Callahan from uh Dirty Harry. Yes, yes. Brown Wedge, Science and Nature, what characteristic of minerals is described by the Mose scale? M-O-H-A. Hey, Colin. That would be the hardness of yes. them. Refreshing my memory for our for the flat episode. Uh-huh. The hardness of minerals. Yep, like yep, that. yep, yeah. yep. Green Wedge, who won the Heisman Trophy in 1985 and baseball's All-Star Game MVP award in 1989? Oh gosh, uh, Colin, is that Bo Jackson? It is Bo Jackson. I would yeah. never have said anything else. <laughs> pretty small, pretty yeah. small group of people who could do both of those. But who yeah. is, what is who is the only person who is both good at football and baseball? <laughs> Last question, Orange Wedge, Wild Card. What six foot four creature did a Carolina preacher accuse of being a quote New Age demon? And quote the purple messiah. Chris Barney the dinosaur. Barney the oh dinosaur. Gosh. I love that uh, the country song writing nature of that question though. It's like what Carolina preacher thought a six foot creature was a demon. <laughs> the purple messiah. <laughs> All right, good job, brains. Today's episode, Colin, usually you're the theme picker, but I threw I threw this nomination in. You and, did, emphatically. Yes, and I was like, guys, what if we did an episode about holes? I think maybe because I've, I've been lately into um, blackhead extraction videos or like pimple popping. And I was sure. like, oh, holes, yeah, holes on your body, <laughs> holes in the earth, holes, you know, in food. And so, yes, that is today's episode all about holes so here's to the whole truth
All right, I will start us off here. I have a good old-fashioned, good job brain style, word-related quiz oh. for you. Uh, it is called Blank Hole. And this is going to be lightning <laughs> round style. Oh, gosh. I'm going to give you guys a clue uh, to a target word, maybe short phrase. And all of the answers to this quiz end with the word hole. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. Uh, we're going to okay. do lightning round style. Uh, I'm going to read the clue. You buzz in if you think you know the word, and we're just going to keep on moving. So, for example, for example, if I were to say a lawn game often played while holding a beer, mm-hmm. you would say cornhole. You got it. Okay. Here we go. Get your buzzers. Just oh. a disclaimer, everybody. We're a family friendly show. I That's promise. Right. So, don't. This is a show off. clean, family-friendly, no bleeps or censorship needed for this show. Cornhole was as racy as we were going to get. All right, get the buzzers ready. Here we go. A common city road hazard. Chris, what do you what do you got for me? Pothole. Pothole, you got it. A pit dug for protection from enemy fire. Foxhole. <laughs> rooster. It's running out of battery. Chicken is dying over oh, there. Oh, no. All right. All right. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, foxhole. Foxhole. How a cetacean breathes. Karen. A blowhole. Blowhole, yes. Mm. Cetacean, of course, the whales and their uh, their family. That's right. Blowhole. <laughs> their loved ones. Their loved ones. A rudimentary type of camera. Oh. Karen again. Pinhole. Pinhole. You got it. A pinhole camera. Have you guys ever made a pinhole camera? Yes. It's actually, it's one of those things I I just, I can't believe that it works and it works. It's great. It's really fun. And the photographs are terrible. Yeah, but but in a a charming way. They're charmingly (laughs) terrible. (laughs) Yeah, if not terribly charming. Uh, An ambiguity or omission in a legal document. Ah, Karen, by a hair again. Is this loophole? It is loophole. I'm looking for loophole. That's right. A theoretical structure connecting distant points in space-time. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Chris wormhole that is wormhole yeah i'm gonna lose it with this buzzer here (laughs) a window on a cruise ship uh both of you together porthole that's right port porthole (laughs) to assign someone to an overly restrictive category oh Oh, Chris. It always seems like I didn't buzz in fast enough because, because it's, it's so long and here at the end. <laughs> uh, pigeonhole. pigeonhole. Yes, pigeonhole. Two pigeonholes, someone. The bar at a golf course. Chris. You call it the 19th hole. You got it. The 19th hole. Yes. There are, there are in fact, many courses and clubs across the country where the bar is literally named the 19th hole. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 
the space between a goaltender's legs. Oh, oh! oh, going back here. What is it, Karen? Five hole. That's right. The five hole. I'll never forget that. To erase something from public awareness. Oh. <laughs> Chris. Memory hole. Memory oh. hole. Yes, memory hole. You got it. All right. And last one. A dish made of sausages cooked in batter. <laughs> Together, everyone. Toad in the hole. Toad in the hole. Our old pub trivia place. I remember once they had that on the menu, like a seasonal item. Oh, really? Like, oh my God, we got to get this. Toad in the hole. Yeah. Yeah. No toads nor holes. No. <laughs> yeah, it's really like, you know, like, like oh, toad in the hole. And then you look at it, it's like, oh, it's some sausages in a pan with right, right, right. Yorkshire pudding on it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well done. Good job. You guys are way deep down in the blank hole. There is a there's a certain like breakfast dish that I think it's one of those things where either you grew up knowing about it and eating it, uh, and it's perfectly normal, or you have never heard of it ever. And then when somebody brings it up to you, it's like, what You're in crazy. God's name are you talking about? <laughs> what? Um, egg in the hole. Yeah. And the idea is you take a piece of bread and you tear a circle out of the center of the slice of bread. And then you like butter it. And then you put it in a pan and then you crack an egg oh, into, into the, the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And then you flip the entire bread and egg over, basically, and you f- you fry the other side. And then, of course, you take the circle of bread and you fry that in the pan as well. So you get the yeah. bread circle, too. So essentially, it comes out as a fried egg, but it's but it's inside. Framed uh, by uh, bread? A, a yeah. ring of, of bread. Yeah. yeah. I used to love these as a kid. My mom Why would you just put them. the egg on top of the bread? Because that's not the point. It's not integrated. I tried to make egg in the hole for my uh, daughter, who's five, uh, a few months ago for the first time. And I was, it was just one of these like classic, you know, parent moments like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, I'm telling her all about it. I'm hyping it up. <laughs> right. I'm like, it's something you've never seen before. And then I proceeded to just, you wouldn't think this would be easy to botch this uh, dish, but I totally well, botched it. Yeah. I, I used, I had a brioche bun, which just, it had so much butter in it. It started burning. I had, to, it took me, it took me like, <laughs> oh no, three attempts to get it like to actually looking right. And like it, like she was just at that point completely uninterested. Didn't, didn't right. really want it at all. Yeah. So, yeah. I just feel like you can. Hey, Karen, the egg is in the hole. <laughs> you get it? It's in the hole. <laughs> So this past summer, uh, Good Job Brain, we were on break, but Chris and I got to be on another podcast. We were on Escape This Podcast again, yeah, where our amazing pals, Danny and Bill, they design, host, and produce an audio escape room adventure. Their show is Escape This Podcast. And for this recent one, we escaped from... A mini golf course. Yeah. That was a really fun and cute episode. Mini golf has such a special place in my heart. I got married at a mini golf 
Of course, you guys were there. <laughs> because that's where, where uh, my first date with my husband was at a mini golf place. And to be honest, it's such a good date place. It is safe. And you can kind of do the group date if you want to sort of, the group date. you know, yeah, yeah. ease the pressure mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's probably a good place to tell if someone is crazy. You know, yes, like red their flags. reaction to like the yeah to the game of mini golf could set up a, a lot of yes, a lot of red yeah, flags. anger yeah. issues or yep, 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 yeah. So in my head, when I think about mini golf, I think of the giant clown mouth, <laughs> and you have to like hit the ball through the buck teeth, the windmill, mm-hmm. uh, seven wonders of the world, that kind of stuff. And so I'm like, oh, thinking, I was like, okay, when when did golf become giant clown mouth? Right. Based on the Guinness Book of World Records, the first mini golf course is documented to be at St. Andrew's Lynx. The St. Andrews, the okay. St. Andrews, yes. The oh. the oldest and probably one of the most prestigious, the home of golf. Yeah. A big deal. This is in Scotland, in a fife in Scotland, and this is where miniature golf came to be. Back in Victorian times, you had two reasons to be at St. Andrew's Lynx if you're a woman. First, chances are you're somebody's wife and you have to wait for your husband to play golf with his friends. Mm -hmm. Uh, Second, you might be a fan of golf, but you weren't really entirely welcome to play on the main golf course. Mm -hmm. Back then in Victorian etiquette, it just wasn't proper to make big swinging movements with your body, (laughs) right? It was frowned upon. Mm St. Andrew's Lynx, they designed and installed something that women could play with more like a more constrained body movement. And they put out like a putting green, even though it's for women. Other people joined in because it was it was it was fun because it's fun. Yeah. 1867. However, here here's my issue. Yes, it's technically miniature version of golf. But to mm. me, it's not mini golf, mm, right. right? You want you want whimsy and weird structures and things. I like want that. artificial, man-made stuff, right? This mm. is still beautiful grass, you know, the the lawn. It's natural. It's just kind of the curvature of the hills. Fast forward to 1930. There is a key invention that kind of helped propel this sport to become more of the artificial, like mini golf that we know of, and that is artificial green. Ah, not artificial turf mm-hmm. it literally is just like green sand you know at st andrews it was a grass you have to like mow the grass you have to tend to the grass and now they have this artificial green substance that they can use instead of grass you have all these people getting into mini golf and all these uh people getting into the business of mini golf because all you have to do is you know have this artificial green put some holes on the ground and and then charge people and the artificial green did something interesting now places that had weather conditions they're not on the grass growing schedule now they can Mm. just set up and not worry about the weather making these mini golf courses didn't really require a lot of natural space they could do it on a rooftop they can do it in a building you know they can do it at a park um, and it was so popular in the 1930s, they dubbed it as the madness of 1930. The madness. <laughs> now, 1930s, this is when movies started talking, right? We went from silent movies to now we have talkies. Mini golf was so popular that the movie industry was worried. They were sweating because huh. they're just like, oh my God, now like all these people aren't paying money to go 
into the movie theaters. They're paying <laughs> money to play mini golf. And so a lot of the studios, you know, like back then the studios have exclusive contracts with their actors and actresses. They would not let their their stars even be seen playing <laughs> mini golf. We don't endorse this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For example, how popular was it? Between 1930 and 1931, uh, this is from the Jacksonville Historical Society. Jacksonville had 15 courses, 15 <laughs> mini golf courses. Uh, this is also a time where there, there, there was segregation. And so you have the white courses and then the African-American neighborhoods, they have their mini golf courses. However, what goes up must come down. <laughs> Big fat rise, a big fat fall. So remember how Jacksonville had 15 courses? Only six remained the next year. And then mm. the year after that, zero. <laughs> and so people got burnt out. Uh, they just lost their interest. Courses actually themselves had a, a variety of problems. Mob affiliation, or this has become like the unsavory youth place. <laughs> right, but right. even with artificial green, um, which is made out of green dye and like cotton seed hulls and stuff. <laughs> the way you say artificial green makes me think of like Soylent green each time you say <laughs> You know what? <laughs> yeah. Not that far off. Not that far off. <laughs> yeah. So even with this invention, the courses were still pretty plain. So in comes the 1940s. People lost interest, but Taylor Brothers, instead of getting into the business of opening and maintaining mini golf courses as a business, they started making prefabricated courses that you can sell to people and so other people can install it. Mm. And now they've added landscaping props like a castle, a little tree. Yes. We're still not in big clown mouth territory, but now we're kind of adding to the landscape. You know, maybe like a little well or a little bridge. The key thing is Taylor Brothers got a contract with the American military. So they were making these pieces, these prefabricated mini golf courses to supply to army bases. Huh. And so now you have military bases all over the world, U.S. military with mini golf set up as like recreation. Mm. Now we're progressing to the 1950s. This is clown town, guys. <laughs> okay, here we go. All right. It's post-war. All these people who spent their time in military bases and are coming back home, mm. there's an influx of money, prosperity, and this is the next big mini golf boom. People had a lot of leisure time. People had a lot of disposable income. And also 1950s, don't forget, this is like when people were into like science, space exploration, futuristic themes. And so now mini golf courses, all these people who played mini golf courses back in military bases are coming back to be like, oh, let's go. I wish I could play more of that. And so now the mini golf courses that set up in the 1950s are starting to incorporate some of the crazy stuff like a rocket ship. Uh... 1955, Loma Golf, uh, founded by the Loma brothers, they're the ones who implemented the wacky trick shot windmill clown mouth stuff. Drawbridges, uh, whale spouting water. The big advantage of having these big moving pieces is that people now have bought nice cars. Passerby cars can now see from mm. a distance your big windmill and be like, what's that? I want to ask you guys, do you guys call it mini golf or do you guys call it putt putt? Mini golf. M mini golf or even miniature golf but yeah oh. I, I, I didn't i don't think i heard putt putt 
until maybe junior high and it was from yeah it was from like a friend from another state you know so i used to call it putt-putt and then now i call it mini golf because Mm. peer pressure yes and (laughs) putt-putt is a trademarked name Uh. putt-putt llc Started in the 1950s. And also, <laughs> Papa has its own rules. Papa is a different game. No. Yes. The Papa course, big P, big P, but putt putt course, every hole design is copyrighted. Oh. And then okay. um, every hole is part two. Oh. So it's literally like putt. And then you putt, and then you're done. It's supposed to be a more serious game. Oh, it's supposed then to... I don't think I've ever played a, an official putt. Me putt neither. I, I don't think I've ever seen. Course. It's designed so that people can hit a hole in one, not out of luck, but out of very good skill. Okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Versus, you know, when you're at mini golf, you're like, well, let's just hit this ball and and see what happens as it goes into the tunnel yeah, and then it just gets, spits hope out the from flap yeah. is moving in the right direction <laughs> yeah. when my ball gets there, right? And also for Papa, very importantly, no themes, no themes, no props. It's what they call no frills, all skills. <laughs> so that's the difference. This is how the game has evolved from the ladies putting green to the big clown mouth. The one at my wedding that you guys went to, like it was all San Francisco based. So there was like a lot of like the Trans America building. That one was a lot of fun. I want to go play now. You're making me realize it's I been, know. It's been I think I've played maybe once since uh the COVID pandemic. I do top golf now. Oh. Top golf is fun. Yeah. What is that? So it's not mini golf. It's driving range, but mm-hmm. with a game layer. Like it's oh. like if you were at a driving range oh, on top right. of a giant pinball machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a ski ball machine, basically. And and so right. each ball has an RFID. And so it knows where your ball's going. And then right. it, it maps an AR, you know, special zones that have more points. And there's all these different game modes. It's just a normal driving range, but they just add this digital layer to it. And you can see in the big screen, you're like, oh, I'm going to aim it that way to hit in the hit in that hole that has more points. It's mm. really, really fun. But then it's like, once you go, it's like, let's get drinks. Let's eat. And then at the end of the day, you're like, oh, that was pricey. <laughs> that was pricey. And I'm still not good at golf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are always like, oh, you know, you can go play real golf. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I understand. Yes, maybe I will enjoy golf, the sport, but like, I really like top golf and mini golf. It's like the when we were playing rock band. Speaking of something that came and went, it was just like when we we're all playing rock band. People were just like, wait, wait, what are you doing? Go start a real band. It's like, no, thank you. No, I don't want to do that. That's no, hard. I will not. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I want to play Smashing Pumpkins. Like now, not not 10 years from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles, smart trivia. Good Job Brain. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week, we're all about holes. (laughs) So I thought I would do something really special for this episode for you guys. I wanted to do like a musical sort of a quiz. But I wanted to just really take this one over the top. So okay. I went ahead and uh, I gathered together 10 very well-known musical acts. I got them all together in person. Wow. And then I uh, pushed them all into a hole. <laughs> as they descended, them all being consummate professionals, as I knew they were, they all began singing about their predicament. Um, and I had, of course, anticipated this scenario. So I had the whole mic'd. And I captured a recording that I will that I will now play for you. Okay. So what I will ask you to do is you will listen to this recording of approximately one minute in length. Try to write down wow. as many of the musical acts, which are solos and bands, uh, as you can identify. Um, <laughs> we'll listen to it again afterwards. Give you a quick interesting. It's a super cut music round. Okay. Um, okay. Get your uh, get your your writing implements uh, ready. Are we are we ready with those? Yes. Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. Play it. I keep on falling. Falling, falling, falling. Sorry, I guess I didn't get all 10 of them into the hole. One of them said that they... Uh... <laughs> Say still standing. <laughs> we'll play it a second time, but that's all you get. You get one more time through. So you'll know the ones that you wrote down. I'm sure you identified some. Maybe some you didn't. Maybe some of, Maybe some are more in Karen's oh. wheelhouse. Maybe some are more in Collins. <laughs> maybe the audience uh, has some answers, but... If this were real pub trivia, you only play it once. You would only play it once. I want to know how many Colin has written down, like, for sure. Okay, let's check in. Uh, I wrote down one, two, three, four, five, six that I'm pretty sure 
one guess, and then I have like three. I just couldn't catch it. Okay. What about you, Karen? I have eight confident. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's hope that our confidences overlap here. Let's as we move into the the yeah the the generous uh, second listen. Let's remember the classic pub trivia tip here of uh, don't write down nothing. Like it's always better to write down something than to write down nothing. So if it's giving you the vibe of a certain artist, like for no reason, you know, maybe write that down because because maybe you're right. But let's listen to this uh, just one more time. uh, And then after that, we'll go through each uh, one by one and we'll find out what the answers are. I keep on falling. Falling, falling, falling. Just like tweaking you. It's like, I thought you got me. No, you didn't. Okay. So you've had your uh, second listen. Uh, You've written down everything. This is, this is a pencils down time. You, you at home, you know, whatever you've guessed, those are, those are going to be your answers. Cause we're going to go through, we can go through one by one and we'll find out uh, the names uh, of these acts. The theme of the musical quiz being falling down a giant hole. Uh, which is, I assume, what what they're all talking about. Let's find out some of these answers, if you do not know. All right, so here's clip number one. I keep on falling. Mm -hmm. Short and sweet. I was nervous because, you know, you had the little tune-in sound in the first clip. I thought that was like a song, and I was like, Uh, I don't know what song this is from. (laughs) Sorry, it's supposed to be the Doppler effect of people being pushed and falling That's kind of what I thought, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, what did you have written down? You can show me your uh, your answers, or just say what you have wrote down. That is, of course, right? Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys. What, what's and what's the title of that uh, track? You don't have to. This is not for points or anything, but Fallen. F a l l i n apostrophe. Oh yes, Fallen. stickler Fallen. for uh, Fallen. yes punctuation. And clip number two. We we can't go a music quiz, a Chris Kohler music quiz, without having some Fleetwood Mac Fleetwood on Mac. there. Yeah, you cannot no. And so we both got Fleetwood Mac. Yes. Yep. Song title? Anybody? Ooh, I don't know. Let me let me work my way back from this one. Is yeah, uh, go for it. It's not. Is it when the loving starts? Is it? Is it? It's a say you love me. Say, say you love, you me, love me. That's yes. a, okay. Yep, yep, great. Yep. Great. All right. Uh, let's proceed a pace to clip number three. Don't be alone. Head over 
your feet. Mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette. I put. I also put Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette, head over feet. Very good, very good. We can move right on to uh, clip number four. Great track. This is my favorite band. song by them. This oh is my, my gosh. This might be one of my top two or three R.E.M. songs for sure. Well, very good. So it's R.E.M. R.E.M. Fall on Me. Great work by the two of you. Okay, well, we're, we're tied, right? Everybody has four? Yep. All right, let's see what happens moving into clip number five. I don't think anything's going to change. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we just have a, uh, not a fight, but a, a discussion about uh-huh. whether whether this track was Tom Petty or Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? I will tell you that it is emphatically not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Oh, okay, Tom that's what Petty. I thought. It's just first, Tom Petty? It, is the, it was the first single off his first solo album that's as what I thought. Tom okay, Petty that's without right. the Heartbreakers. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And wrote Tom Petty. Good to yeah. know, though, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's Tom Petty. Free fall in apostrophe. Yeah. The video, the video for this was filmed at the shopping mall near my house that we would go hang out at all the time. Oh, yep, him going wow. up and down the escalators at the West Side Pavilion in beautiful Los there? Angeles, California. Uh, it is still there, not in the same format that it was when he uh, filmed the video many years ago. I think but, all yeah. malls are like that now. <laughs> Uh, more like free mauling. Uh, let's go to clip number six. Is it, are we gonna, are we, is it going to be a little harder now? Yeah. Start to start to get a little murky for me. I, I had yeah. to go for a vibes. I went for a vibes based answer on this one. Yes. Good. Always good. I think 80s. So I'm just going to go with 80s band. Oh, okay. what did you put? I was thinking later. I was get, I was getting like a like a Maroon Five vibe from it. Oh, cause, yeah, because he sings high a little put, bit. It was between Duran Duran or Depeche Mode. I put Duran uh-huh. Duran. Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. that's a good guess. Good, good guess, good guess. You're you're both you're both right. It is an it is very much an '80s band, but the song was released in 2007, and the song is titled "Falling Down." By Duran uh, Duran. Uh, good, good pull, Karen. Nice job, Karen. It really it's does have it. Yeah. You it through. I was just talking about this with my husband. That era of 80s British bands, they sing and pronounce very, <laughs> very uniquely. You know, they really enunciate when they move with their lips. It's right. not yet. Yeah, it's, it's not falling down. It's falling yeah, down. down. All right, cool. Well, nice job, Karen's brain. Let's go to clip number seven. I'm falling again. I'm falling again. I'm falling. Yeah. Don't know what song, but this sounds like the sign of the times by Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. But it's not I, the same song. I again, I was going vibes based on this one. Had as you said, had to write something. Uh, I yeah. put cold. I put Coldplay, but I don't. Okay. I don't okay. don't feel good about it. Okay. So Colin put Coldplay. Karen, you put uh, Harry Styles. Harry Styles. Um, the title of the song is "Falling" uh, by Harry Styles. Yes. Nice. Karen is like seven that. for seven. 
This is why we're a team. That's right. That's <laughs> Brits, absolutely. Brits don't like the apostrophe fall in. They have proper no, falling. I think that, yes, exactly. I think they see that as a uh, crude uh, Americanism. <laughs> um, if I'm falling, let's move on to clip number eight. Any, any thoughts? Oh, man. Any thoughts from anyone? I thought this was like indie scene, garden stake, shins, death cab. I I put postal service, but I don't yeah, again, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think that's yeah. right, but that's kind of It's not. They only had that that one album yeah. and then like three other songs and that's not one of them. Iron and wine. It is a Brit it's a it's a British band. Is it Coldplay? It's not it is not Coldplay. Um, the song title is also Falling Down, uh, and it was released in 2008, just a year after Duran Duran's Falling Down. Oh, uh, this oh is, interesting. This group is Oasis. Uh, that is Oasis. Uh, I will not. I refuse to leave. It is uh, Oasis. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, and with that horrible revelation, we can now move on to clip number nine. Though I've tried. Probably set to slow motion clips of animals in shelters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, did I get it? Put Sarah uh, it, is, song is, it is Fall N, F A L L E N by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> did you both get that? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, uh, just as a little victory lap, uh, we'll move on to cliff number 10. Have you ever watched Sing, the animated? I, I yes. have not. Oh, yeah. this is cute. The song is in it. Taron Egerton. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And he played Elton John later. Elton John. I guess that's funny. In yeah, the yeah, Rocket yeah. Man movie, in the Rocket Man movie, ends with a complete shot-for-shot recreation of the music video for this song. Also, <laughs> which is hilarious. Oh, um, I didn't orig- make that connection. Yes, originally by Elton John. Uh, so yeah, Elton John, I'm still standing. Did not yeah. did not get pushed down the hole. Congratulations, <laughs> Elton John. Everybody else, everybody else is still falling. You're still standing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good work. I think Karen, you brutalized that that quiz. Just absolutely. Yeah, really, was really good. Hope you enjoyed this uh, super cut. Uh, music round thank you for being here <laughs> it is the battle of the word games colin because yeah. i i too have prepared a word game mm. help we got a hole on this boat and water is leaking in we gotta find all this h2o and get it out of here here i have it h2o word game inspired by tyler our our friend the ccl quiz that tyler made featured in episode 250 so here's the format of this game i'm going to give you a clue that's very similar to a crossword style clue and every answer is a common two word phrase or name so blank blank the first word will start with h and the second word will start with h o Oh. Get it? Oh. H2O. Okay. okay. We got water collecting. Uh, so, yes, yeah. two words. First word's going to start with the H. The water 
is coming in the hole. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Right. That's, we got a hole like, in this boat. Yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we'll not do the quiz unless it makes conceptual sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to alternate here because, Chris, your buzzer is dying. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. So All right. Here we go. Our H2O quiz. Colin, your clue is music genre. Hip hop. Correct. Chris, mm. toy with Aussie roots. Hula hoop. Correct. Ooh. Colin, animated blue dog. Huckleberry hound. Yes. Chris, where you're better than everyone else. Oh, where you're better than everyone else? Home, uh... So you better get off. Oh, your high horse. Yes. Oh, good, good, good. Colin, an uplifting exclamation. An uplifting exclamation. This is uh-huh. me trying to be clever with like crossword clues. Uh, hi ho, <laughs> <laughs> heave ho, heave ho, oh, up, oh, uplifting. Gosh. Oh, You're I get it. Uh, that's good. Yes, that's good. Yes. Heave ho, good. Uh, okay, Chris, one with most authority. Uh, one with most authority. Uh, high holiness. Oh, <laughs> Japanese word in there, I think, right? Yeah, there is there. a Japanese word. Is it is it head honcho? Head honcho. <laughs> okay, Colin. Often at five p.m. Happy hour. Yes, Chris. Depression leader. Depression leader. Yes, depression minor, leader. Minor, oh, Herbert Hoover. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, okay. Let's just say Big D. Good, good. Uh, Colin, escape expert. Harry Houdini. Mm. Yes. Chris, to emphasize a point. Um, hit home. Yes, hit home, hammer home, uh, oh. also acceptable. Oh, great. All right, okay. last one. Colin, confident for a good result. Confident. High hopes. Yes. Good job. Every single one of them, every, like as soon as you finish, I'm like, I'm never going to get this. And then like three <laughs> seconds later, it's like, oh, wait, maybe it's this. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> all right. Good job, everyone. We successfully got all this HOO out of the hole. <laughs> out of we, did we did it. We did We did it. Traffic jams, tailgating, pile-ups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. And Colin, you have one last hole i got the final hole here the the 19th hole yeah 
you guys are accomplished trivia nerds. Uh, it goes without saying. So if I were to ask you what is the deepest naturally occurring point on Earth, you would probably know this and say... Mariana Trench? Yeah, that's right. Not trying to okay. trick you. The, the, okay. the Mariana Trench. You got it. That's right. And And most specifically, it is Challenger Deep, which is the deepest part of the Mariana Trench. Hmm. Uh, It is, yeah, like it's the deepest of the deep. Down in Challenger Deep, just a shade under 11,000 meters down there, almost 36,000 feet. It's down Hmm. there. That's, That's pretty dang deep. And this comes up in trivia a lot. You know, we got Mount Everest, the tallest. We got Mariana Trench, the deepest. But I got to wondering, because I could see this popping up in Pub Quiz, what is the deepest artificial point on our planet right in other words what is the deepest hole ever dug drilled Mm -hmm. or otherwise willed into existence by humans and like and like was it a good idea or not (laughs) yes that's right i'm really wondering about Let's just do it and see what happens. You know what? The, the answer turned out to be kind of more close to let's just do it and see what happens than uh, yeah. to anything else. Um, so, all right. We're going to travel here mentally to the Cola Peninsula. Not Coca-Cola is K-O-L-A, which is in the far, far northwestern part of what is today Russia, uh, near the near the border with Norway. It's up there. I mean, it's up inside the Arctic Circle. It is, I mean, off the beaten path for for most travelers. In 1970, after several years of planning, the Soviet Union uh, began a scientific mission to drill as deep as possible into the Earth's crust. They're like, we're going to start drilling and keep going till we can't drill no more. And the Earth's crust, that is the outermost layer of our planet, it's approximately 25 miles thick. The Soviet scientists, they, they originally thought they might be able to drill down as deep as nine miles into the crust. All right. You know, I mean, there have been oil drilling expeditions and things like yeah. that before. Like in this, but this was really a, a generally a pure science mission. They they were it was partly just to push the technology forward, just to see what do we need to do to drill this deep down into the earth. Um, I know they had scientists there working. What if we drill and it's like a nut? You just crack a nut and the earth falls apart. (laughs) (laughs) Put in perspective, though, even if they had drilled down nine miles, that would be substantially substantial substantially less than even one percent of the way through so oh my they, God. They, they, they were not they were not in any danger of cracking the earth like a nut. okay yeah okay. now okay. unleashing demons you know yes, from hell yes. you know who right. guys, you know always yeah. always a, a a risk there um but no it was it was really for pure science like it was to study the makeup of the rocks and the earth's crust they had a lot of theories about what was going on deep deep below Mm. the crust, but no one obviously had ever been down there. So 1970, they started drilling uh, out in the Kola Peninsula, what became known as the Kola Super Deep Borehole. (laughs) They they started drilling with modified, lightly oil drilling gear, uh, but along the way, they had to design a lot of custom equipment. They had to design sensors. uh, What was was the, can you tell me anything about like, like the radius of this hole. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm trying to picture it in my head. Can All I right. put my hand in it? 
You right. could put your hand in it. The borehole itself, the, the main hole, was about nine inches across. All right. Okay. So okay. you're not you're not at risk of falling into the borehole. Nobody's hole. going into the hole. No person is climbing down in there. But right. yeah, I mean you definitely want to make sure, you know, your hat and sunglasses are securely but- affixed to your head if you're peeking down in there. It was not fast going. All right. They started they started in 1970. Drill, 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 drill. They were taking core samples basically mm-hmm. the entire time and just almost right from the beginning, learning really fascinating things. Um, by 1979, all right, so nine years of drilling with some, you know, um, hurdles along the way, the borehole had passed 31,000 feet. I'm sorry. It's, how are they getting the drill down there? Is the drill itself getting the the drill bit getting longer and longer? Are they putting it down on a rope like they're they're putting drill, you know, like a, a sort of a, a casing style drill apparatus down the hole, down the hole, down the hole, and adding new pieces to the top, essentially. Oh. And you add a new piece to the top, you push it down. Add a new piece to the top, push it down. That makes they, sense. They did periodically have to swap out for new equipment, which would mean pulling all the oh previous equipment gosh. back up and starting again. So after nine years, they had passed... Uh, as I say, 31,000 feet. So further down into the earth than an airplane flies above the earth when it's flying. Almost mm. almost six miles down. Th- at that point, that set a new record for world's deepest hole as of 1979 edition of Deep Holes uh, Global. Uh, and it passed actually... Uh, what was uh, the previous hole? The previous deep hole was an oil exploration hole in good old US of A in Oklahoma. So yeah, those Soviets, they, they passed us. So for- this is like, the, the, we're doing the space race and then we're also doing the, the opposite the, of that. The super we're doing the, hole we're race. To, yeah, the super hole. You, you're, you're absolutely right i read more than one article talking about the cola super deep borehole that that likened its origins to the space race it was yeah. really a, a period with just you know scientific competition and one upsmanship or wow. one downsmanship if you will four years after that so we're into the early 80s now all right they've been drilling for <laughs> 13 years the borehole passed 39,000 feet and i i know these numbers they're hard to envision because we don't deal with something this deep or long on a daily basis but thirty nine thousand feet wait wait how tall is the tallest man-made building is is it still the burj khalifa it is still the burj khalifa oh yes it is (laughs) the orders of magnitude (laughs) oh my god the burj khalifa is only 2700 i should also clarify that there wasn't strictly speaking just one path so as they were drilling the borehole they would sometimes have to stop and basically come back up and start again, sort of branching off the main Whoa! line. So oh. if you could if you could do a sort of a cross section looking at the the holes, like if you had like an ant farm or something like that, you know, Whoa. you would see one main pilot hole and then periodically you would see ones kind of branching off at slight angles. There were no fewer than five total borehole ends, even though they all started at the same surface. After they passed 39,000 feet, they they paused the project for about a year, kind of to just have a bunch of ceremonial visits. A lot of scientists came to check oh. it out. It was it was a big deal. This was a really big accomplishment. Uh, they needed to sort of, you know, let the PR sort of do its thing, Mm-mm-mm. too. And get more funding. 
that that's right. Well, we'll come back to that in a moment here. Oh. Right? So they, they started back up again in 84, encountered problems with the drill, stopped again, started again in 86. You know, it kind of went like this, uh, stop and start, stop and start. By 1989, all right, 19 years after they had started, the borehole passed 40,000 feet. All right. We're around 12 kilometers for our metric friends. It reached its lowest depth at uh, 40,230 feet. So extremely deep. That was that was the borehole number three. That's so many Burj Khalifa, upside down Burj Khalifas. So many Burj Khalifas. Yeah, it is. It's deeper than Mount Everest stacked on top of Mount Fuji. It is. is, At this point, deeper than the Mariana Trench. So now think things were tricky here, right? All right. So I mean, they're 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 going into uncharted territory. They're inventing new sensors to to take readings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bits would break, drills would get stuck. There was extreme pressure down there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as you can imagine, extreme pressure, uh, extreme heat. And it turned out that the heat, in fact, was one of the biggest obstacles to continuing the drilling was they they had expected to find rocks basically at the boiling temperature of water to over 200 degrees fahrenheit when they got down at depth they were encountering rocks that were closer to 360 degrees fahrenheit it's not like molten rock on its own but down that deep with that much pressure I read in more than one place that it was like trying to drill into plastic or like a like a, a pudding almost. Like the rock mm. would hit it and it would just <laughs> it would almost be semi liquid. Rock pudding. That's right. right. Oh. You know, you would if they if you would stop drilling, it would just sort of form back up around the hole. It's oh just, yeah. The materials they just don't behave the same way they do up on the surface at, at wow. that kind of pressure and heat. So Karen, right. I mean, as you as you mentioned a moment ago, right? In addition to the physical and scientific challenges, a project like this requires a good amount of money. money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, can you guys think of anything that might have affected the availability of funding in the Soviet Union in the <laughs> early 1990s? Hmm. Probably, the, probably uh, the fact that it disappeared. Yeah, probably the total collapse of their government is <laughs> right, going to yeah. have a cast a pall on funding. Yeah, and basically the funding dried up. They, they stopped drilling by 1994. And then over the next mm, several to 10 years or so, the, the project was essentially decommissioned. The station was abandoned. Uh, the borehole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you can see pictures of it. It's not, it's not super obscure. You can go online and find photos of where the old site was. You can find some pretty neat photos of the borehole itself. Although you can't like look down into the borehole because it was totally sealed. There's a very, very serious looking cap bolted, welted, sealed on this thing. They do not want you going down in there. It's plugged. It is, it is kaput. So that is in fact the deepest artificial hole still to this day. It is the deepest hole in the earth. There have been other boreholes that are longer, but they're more for like oil wells where they kind of tend to go at an angle. Oh, at an angle. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's right. So the, the Cola Super Deep Borehole is still the deepest. So what are some of the. It's a good band name. Great band name, Cola Super Deep Borehole. What are some of the things they found? Well, they yeah, found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
they found fossils of microscopic organisms two oh. billion years old. You know right. that they right. just were uh, multiple species that they did not expect to find or see. This blew me away. This is this is my kind of takeaway. Wow nugget. When they got to around eh, three miles or so down, they started seeing water. And this was a big surprise to the scientists because the prevailing belief among geologists and scientists time was that there was no way there could be free water that far down below the surface. Like it was yeah, just yeah, yeah. too dense, too far down for water too to hot. make it. Yeah. I mean, right. No one believed it. In fact, there was apparently some skepticism from the larger scientific community when the Soviet scientists were first reporting this, but <laughs> they, they like, no, look guys, we, we got water here. It's here. Where did it come from? It's the rock is cracked and it's in the cracks. They believe the pressure at these depths was so great, so unfathomably intense that it essentially squeezed out no! oxygen and hydrogen atoms from the very rocks themselves. Ringing mm. like a towel. Mm-hmm. Yes, so pressure, like squeezing it out, like you say, like a towel or a sponge, and forming water. And then the water had nowhere to go. It couldn't. It couldn't migrate up. It couldn't evaporate, and it just sat there. It's stuck. Yeah, kind of stuck there in the rocks. And I, they say this a lot. You know, going going underwater or going into the earth, you deal with pressures that are just unimaginable. Like, it, like going to space is and nothing deadly. compared to, yeah. Yeah, and deadly, right. 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 You do right. not want to be down there. Wow, they milked rocks. How, yeah, exactly. They were milking the rocks, Karen. That's right. Mm-hmm. Milking rocks in the Cola Super Deep Borehole. It's the hit single. There, yeah, like I say, I encourage you to go online, look for some pictures. There's not much to look at, but it kind of gives you a little sense of what the flavor might have been of working at the borehole site in the 70s or 80s. Wow. Um, just had to share that with you guys. We now know the deepest hole Super ever, deep. ever created by humans. I'm surprised there hasn't been a horror movie written with this as the setting. And just just a real good reminder that like the earth does not want us down there. Yeah. Like don't or maybe even don't on go it. down there. Yeah, right. Yeah, true. Also that. <laughs> and that's our show. Thank you all for joining me and thank you listeners for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about milk and rocks, mini golf, and music to fall down a hole to. You can find us on all major podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of the Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like Pulse of the Planet, Who Arted, and Nature Nerds. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. 
It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.